following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. You should experience lots of explosions with no body parts. Parents should be ready to cover their ears. Before the night show begins, I just wanted to, well, let y'all know that Paul Mannering, who has become a world-famous novelist, yes, it's so fracking cool, you have no idea, but he didn't have time to do some recording for Ursus, and as sad as it makes me, I am so stoked that Paul has reached his dream in that of being a novelist. Paul, you rock. Thank you. And on that note, I would also like to introduce a good friend of mine, Lothar Tuppen, as the new Ursus. So please, give a warm set of headphones to Lothar Tuppen as Ursus. And for those of you who haven't read one of the most awesome zombie books and sequels and more to come, just books in general, read Paul's Tank Bread and anything else with the name Paul Mannering because it rocks. So, anyway, let's get on with the show. Beneath the Planet of the Apes, episode 10. Welcome, one and all, to the Broken Sea production of Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Before we begin, we again ask that you make yourself comfortable and listen to this lesson from the Lawgiver. It was no secret around Ape City that the lawgiver was not often in agreement with General Amar, and the general resented the lawgiver for it. To assuage his wounded pride, the general approached the lawgiver in the marketplace, and raising his voice, the general bellowed, O oh, wise one, it is known you do not approve of me or my military might. Yet, without us, who would settle conflicts and maintain harmony? The lawgiver, wise to the general's tricks, answered, When conflict is reconciled by conflict, some hard feelings remain. This is not harmonious. But then, are you saying there should be no enforcement of justice? General Amar demanded. 
The wise ape accepts less than is his due and does not blame or punish. For harmony seeks agreement where justice demands payment, was the lawgiver's quiet reply. What rubbish, the general bellowed again. You talk against the natural order of things. Ah, but my good general, nature is impartial, and therefore it serves those who serve all. It is the fool who seeks to control others. And now, beneath the planet of the apes. Teresa. Oh, funny idea with Dr. Milo. Oh, when she gets back, I'm, I'm going to propose to her. Hey, <laughs> Joe, excuse me if I. Dude. Anyway, this way, Marcus. I'll be right back today. I need to wash my. Oh, and no clean, no time. I have to get zero from around it. No, 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 Dear Lucius, there's nephew. For you and I have gone to join Dr. Milo at his deep side in the Forbidden Zone. It seemed appropriate after the council's decision of late in regard to our status to take a sabbatical. Please don't follow us out here. Cornelius says he would think most unkind thing if you were to do so. But you know Cornelius. <laughs> he really does have your best interests at heart, dear, no matter how rough around the edges he can be at times. You must also know that he, as do I, fear that we may get you into as much trouble as we find ourselves. So please, before doing anything rash, check on my subjects at the zoo and cover for me. Tell Dr. Galen of our sabbatical, though he'll probably try to take over my position as head vet again. <laughs> well, we'll be back in a few weeks, assuming the girls haven't destroyed Ape City in the intro. And don't start any protests while we're away, no matter what Bright Eyes' opinion of them. <laughs> They're truly Sarah and Cornelia. Ah, oh, it's a little late for that answer. Well, Sarah, I'll put you on my way to the protest, and then I'm going to the Forbidden Zone in Sarisa. You and Cornelius can't keep me away from all the fun, or my girl. <laughs> It'll be quicker if I go by the girl at training grounds on my way to the zoo. Lucius, you need to hurry. The army are riding out already? It's barely sunrise. Damn! I'll be late for my own protest march. Oh. What the? What is this? That was a bomb back there. Mr. Brent. Where are we going? 
Where's Nova? Mendez made that we should speak. <clears throat> to you, Mr. Brent. The primitive female, this... <clears throat> Nova, is safe. But where... Who is Mendez? What about... Mendez is the leader of our city. Of all that is glorious in what is left of the human race. And... The holy keeper of... The bomb. The bomb? <laughs> Jesus. Verger said the same thing. But why do you cross yourselves in that reversed way when you say- Stop, Mr. Brent. We show our reverence in this manner to our most holy. You yourself have borne witness to our God, Mr. Brent. You should consider yourself honored to have been allowed in the presence of- The bomb. <laughs> huh, I get it. The inverted sign of the cross on the doors and walls. These hand signs of yours, they're... <laughs> they're just a replication of its image. The image of a bomb. Jesus. Father O'Leary would be turning over his grave right now. <sighs> Mr. Brent. But why do you... That gold, that destroyer of... It's a damn nuclear bomb, for God's sakes! Why? How can you... <clears throat> Berger instructed us to answer some questions of historical relevance before you were taken into the presence of... Mendez. That you might better understand the gravity of your... Situation. <clears throat> Other prisoners were not granted such leniency, and heretical musings by primitives will not be tolerated, Mr. Brent. <laughs> Wonderful! Wait, other prisoners? Keep walking, Mr. Brent. That is a subject for his reverence. Mendez, right. White corridors, white hallway, white crumbling city under the arid desert waste of the Forbidden Zone. Do you guys ever think that maybe, just maybe, something besides white might be a nice change of decorating pace? If you are going to be flippant, then we can go before his eminence and leave you to your fate. With our recommendation that you suffer the utmost consequences. No, no. I'll be a good little captive. <laughs> Mr. Brent, through here. Now like these metal men from the Forbidden Zone. They tried to attack me, if not for Cornelius. <clears throat> if I had not stopped Cornelius from beating them with the rock in your defense, Sarah, this voyage would not have voyage. been... Voyage? <clears throat> I get ahead of myself. <clears throat> you see, Cornelius, I... How many of these metal men are there? <clears throat> There were three, until your husband lessened their number with that stone by one. I am impressed with your strength, old friend. Forget about that. I am assuming that these... Oh, what did you call them? <clears throat> robots. These robots come from that ship floating in the shallows there. That silver triangular starcraft. And that construct really is... Yes. Bright eyes. <clears throat> Taylor's Starcraft. Taylor was speaking the truth. Yes. Hmm. 
interesting. You may have been right, Zira. The sacred scrolls seem to be inaccurate. Not worth the parchment they are written upon. Such technology these humans must have had, and this craft of tailors really flew through the skies? <clears throat> it did. And lawgiver willing, it will again. What? What? Dr. Milo, you are requested on board the craft. Requested? Sarisa, by who? The ship, of course. What? what? This Mr. Brent comes. Thank you, Virgil. You allowed him to see the bomb? Is there a problem? Alphenia? It is our holy of holies. Yet, you did not allow him. This cross you bear for Taylor disturbs me, wife. It is. I mean, I... Enough! This is not a discussion to be had here. Alphenia. Atella, Berger, we are the ruling council of our city, and I, Mendez, leader by birthright, dating back to the fall. Mark my words to this Brent. We will speak only with our minds. We will test his faculties, gauge his intelligence. Unless other circumstances arise, then decree his fate. Are we clear upon this point? As you will. Brother Mendez. His fate is already decreed. I know what happened between you and Taylor Nothing and I- Nothing happened, Mendez. Nothing happened. Nothing. Happened. Nothing happened at all. Albania, are you- She is fine. <laughs> at my body, at me, so ugly a race has become, ugly, I have become that which I abhor, I would rather be dead than this, why, why, she is she is fine. Attila, you are the strongest mind among us. You will enforce our doctrine on this Mr. Brent. As you will, Brother Mendes. Praise, Praise the Alpha. Praise the Alpha. Bless, Bless the, Omega. the Omega. Praise the wisdom Praise of the, the bomb. Praise the wisdom of the bomb. The bomb. Italians are ready and await your inspection, sir! Thank you, Sergeant. Bring them to attention. Yes, sir! You see, Zeus, power. My legions stretch out before us. 
all ready to kill or to die. <laughs> On my word. <laughs> Power without the wisdom to guide it. Dooms all ape kind. So saith the lawgiver. And the lawgiver never had to deal with this. Mutant humans killing apes. Or don't you remember my cousin Fendar? I grieve for your loss, Ursus. I also worry about the path before us. We ride to war, Doctor. We ride to save Simeon kind. <coughs> ape has killed ape. The blood is on both our hands. Collateral damage occurs in war. <clears throat> by accident and folly of war, yes. Never by Simeon. <coughs> Design. We did not plan this, Zaius. We did not ask to be attacked by mutant humans. But attacking war, and in the process of preparing to defend our simian culture, traitors surfaced and have now been dealt with. Mm. It would seem that seekers of truth, as well as those condemned as traitors, <clears throat> share the same dream. You speak heresy, Doctor. Again. <laughs> I have been told that. In the past. Should I arrest you, Zaius? <laughs> or are you joining this conquest for Simeon glory? For Simeon survival? Mm. <sighs> the die has been cast. <sighs> Whatever fate may decree, I must follow. <sighs> no matter my personal feelings. There is a bloody mystery in the Forbidden Zone. <clears throat> Lead on. <sighs> March your troops through Ape City. I will join. <sighs> then we will... Zeus, victory is ours. <laughs> My guerrilla battalions, today we ride to war! Death to all humans! <laughs> Coronation Gallery. Coronation. But all these busts lined in the hall, they look the same. The line of Mendez guides the flock of the Holy Bomb as it has been since time immemorial. As it has been since the Holocaust. The fall. Huh. Can I look around before being led to my fate? It is within our province to grant this request. But show due respect, Mr. Brent. Yeah. Roman pillar. Marble. I imagine the Caesars had grand halls like this. Their enemies led through them on their way to face the lions. <clears throat> so the portrait behind the first statue here is Mendez? No, Mr. Brent. He is Mendez the First. Hmm. He's wearing a military uniform. A general in... He... He looks like he's from my time. 
This painting and marble bust date back thousands of years to the time of 1997. 1997? To be more precise, before the fall of the city. But by the look of this next portrait and bust, things change drastically. The clothing is different. Erzor's eyes. More haunted. So this meant us the first time had to have been close to the rise of the apes. But what happened? How did man fall and apes rise? I don't Mr. get it. Mr. Brent. The bomb. There had to have been a war. You folks ran underground and started worshipping that golden monstrosity while humanity was butchered by the rise we of the... We do not speculate on matters of heretical import, Mr. Brent. Yeah, I bet you don't. Enough, Mr. Brent. <laughs> Attack. We were instructed to enlighten you as to our society, Mr. Brent. Not stand idly by while you blaspheme. Move along. Mendez is waiting. Right. But can't you see? With each portrait, the dress changes even more from a military look to these robes you all seem to wear. Mr. Brent. You all, you all pulled away from the truth on the surface and, and hid. Mr. Brent. Terrified. As you kept your heads in the sand deep in this white city of yours, while the apes I warn you. ravaged the earth. Look, even the radiation has started to show in Mandez's descendants. This one, Mandez the second, and that one, Mandez the third. And the radiation was so bad, it crept into your genes, into your children. Mr. Brent. The cancer even begins to show on these carved marble busts. Yet still, your people hid in this bombed out nuclear city of white. The radiation continuing to poison you all. While above, the damned apes sent what was left of man back to the Stone Age. Mr. Brent. Wait, but here, Mendes the Ninth, he looks normal. No sign of radioactivity. How? And the others, they, they look normal too. The rest seem normal, if not a bit bloated. But what changed? Did you discover a cure for radioactive poisoning on the genetic level? No, I don't think so. But by the look of this place, science has become more of a religion than something actually practiced. Invention has been replaced by stagnation. Perhaps it is time we moved You've on. You've lost the secrets of your ancestors, haven't you? Mr. Brent. It's now all ritual with no understanding. But how can ignorant people control a bomb? Mr. Brent. Control the alpha. Mr. Brent. Survive to meet his revered Mendez the Fourteenth. Fine. So this last one. It's the bus of the current Mendez. He looks younger, less depraved, and more so somehow. Mr. Brent. No, no, no need to bless my mind. End of the hall. Another upside-down cross in the wordwork. Gilded no less. Judgment day for me. Open the door, Mr. Brent.
Dr. Galen, are you in here? Doctor, what? Dr. Maximus, shot, but why? Who? Dr. Galen, too, but what? The humans, all executed in their cages by the lawgiver, why? In the ground. Showcase. Ursus. Had to be. Or one of his gorillas. Yeah. A paper by Dr. Galen's body. A parchment from a sacred scroll, but this is from Dr. Zayas. His seal is on the body. We should see what's going on here. Looking down from the upper balcony, dressed in white. Imagine that. Which one of you was Mandez? My name is Brent, but how do you have telepathy? I'm John Christopher Brent. Are you Mandez? You aren't Mendez. You're... Nutella. Then the other three beside you. What? My, my parents? They both died when I was a kid. I was raised by my grandmother. But how are you... <laughs> my maternal grandmother. What does it matter? It, it, no. I was an only child. Why? I was from New York. Originally. Glad to see you kept up the place so well. What's so funny? Me? I'm single. Who are... You are Albany. I know two of your names now. Ah. ah! My head! How did you... Her? Nova? She doesn't factor into it. Why don't you speak? Where is Nova? I said she doesn't come into it! Where is she? You again, Otello. I said, where is Nova? Where is she? Look at your fat man butt all you want to, but where the hell is Nova? I said, where is Nova? Uh, my head! You... You did that with your mind. Albinia, you again. I'll tell you, if you tell me where Nova is... Stop staring at me! Where the hell is Nova? Did you hear me? Where is Nova? See Nova. <coughs> Hurt. Please. Uh, Otello again. Great. No. Don't use the mind thing again. What? My time or yours? By my time, I'm 26. By yours, after Haslin's curse. 
I'm not doing too bad <laughs> for being 2,000 years old. <laughs> what? Stop! Too many of you! Ah, I'm looking at <laughs> Thank you. Albinia. I. Where am I? I'm an astronaut. Why do you keep all glaring at each other? I flew here through time in a spaceship. I fell Nova, or she found me. I just want to go home. Tired of looking for Taylor. Oh, Benia! Stop! My mind! Why? Oh, Benia! Why? Why did you attack me? Otello. What? I didn't break into it. Into this. I was trying to take refuge from thoughts you or one of you was putting in my head. Trying to make me kill Nova. Otello. What do you mean? No. I never have. I grew up between two wars. I'm just a space pilot. You know, an, an astronaut looking for Taylor. I hate war. You, Verger, you finally speak. What? At, at first I saw nothing. It was too dark. Then the light went on. I saw whoever it was when he came towards me from the altar. I... It, it's hard to remember. There's a stone podium. I, I think, with glowing crystals or something, and then I saw, I saw the golden bomb, the, the elephant. No wait, maybe I imagined that. I, maybe it was just a dream. <laughs> Stop, Portella! I, I told you the, the truth, hurting me, even killing me. Won't help. Secrets. Did I say that? I asked the man if he could read my mind. And then I... I said I can keep my secrets. I did say that, I guess. What would you have done? No particular secrets, just... Secrets in general. Well, for one thing, the secret... That I did not come here alone. But Cap died in the Forbidden Zone. See? No secrets. I told you, Albania. Her name is Nova. I've known her for two days. What? Don't be crude, Albania. I'm, I'm fond of her, yes, and grateful for her helping me. She's all I have on this mad planet. What? How did she help me? She helped me break out of Ape City, and if it matters to you, the gorillas led by Zaius and Ursus intended to invade you. I can't understand you all at once. We should speak. You, I... you can speak, but your guards they talked. We'll be punished. Attila, but you. You're Mendez. Yes, I am. As you know, Mr. Brent, I am Albinia. 
We applaud that you soldier to the city of the apes. You escaped two days ago, you say? Sojourn. <laughs> I preferred escaped. But yes, that was two days ago. The apes could be marching to your city even now. Hey, Going in that water. It's unsimian. Zira, until the robots install the battery that I <coughs> obtained from the Hall of Zeus <coughs> and this Starcraft obtained and <coughs> stole. As if our troubles weren't bad enough already. What did you need with this bat? <laughs> nope, not in the water. Not this chimpanzee. Nope, 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 nope. <sighs> Whatever that word or stolen artifact from the hall nope, of... Nope, not in the water. No. As if our problems weren't bad enough. Cornelius! Shh! Yes, dear. Go on, Dr. Milo. And I am still not going in the... <sighs> water. Yes, I, I see that, Zira. <clears throat> anyway, apparently some of the components were damaged when... Taylor's Starcraft crashed into this vast lake. Then why didn't Taylor use these robots to fix this ship for himself? From what I have gathered from the ship. I still find that hard to believe. Not even one toe is going in that water. Dr. Milo made me. Oh, you poor dear. In the water? Oh, shame on you, Milo. Um, I, you see. (laughs) Oh, Sarisa. When will you learn to never listen to the male of the species? Zira! Cornelius, stop eavesdropping. Zira! Oh, what's the use? I ask you, Milo. You do seem to have met your match, old friend. Oh, you have no idea. You see, if it wasn't for we females, males would still be scratching themselves and running all about clubbing things. (laughs) I have so much to learn, Zira. Keep their stomachs full and let them think they're in charge. While we both know better. <sighs> Women. You were saying that this... This ship spoke to you, Milo? <laughs> Are you sure that the heat hasn't gotten to you, old friend? Look around you, Cornelius. Robots. A starcraft floats before you larger than the Great Hall. And still you question. He has a point, dear. Whether I go in the water or not... And I'm not. (laughs) I second that. (sighs) Right you are, Zira. You heard him in the ship earlier, Cornelius. (laughs) Sarisa. As I was saying, Taylor's ship crashed into this lake and apparently the crew had no time to activate these metal men of theirs before their craft started taking on water. So they abandoned the ship and it sank to the bottom of the Dead Sea before us. Then at some point, the damaged and submerged ship activated these constructs, and it is my hypothesis that they dragged it from the depths. If I weren't here witnessing it myself with my own two eyes... Fantastic. I agree. But the evidence does seem to fit my theory. Indeed. It was shortly after this point that I discovered the craft floating in the shallows as you see it now. <clears throat> and I was hoping that my two... Learned chimpanzee 
scientific friends would join me on a voyage of discovery. Voyage? Uh, where? Why, to the stars. In Taylor's Starcraft Zero. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Broken Sea Expanded Audio Adaptation of Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Expanded and adapted for audio by Bill Holweg from the scripts by Mort Abrams and Paul Den, based on a world created by Pierre Boulle. This is a work of fan fiction, a celebration of the films and audio for the simians everywhere. Thank you for listening to Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Episode 10. This is Bill Holwood, writer, mixer, and I also play Taylor when he pops into the stories. In any event, sorry for the long delay, I'm just happy to be getting my sitting in on. Woohoo! And again, thank you, Lothar, for doing a wonderful job on Ursa, and Paul Mannering. Thank you for being both my friend, a co founder of Broken Sea, and one kick butt novelist. You rock, brother. Anyway, here we go. The cast for episode 10 of Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Mark Kalita plays both the lawgiver and Cornelius. You rock, Mark. Glenn Cullen as Zero. Woohoo! Colin Snow as Brent. Colin, you are just rocking it this episode as a rock. Dr. Milo was played by Jack Ward of the Sonic Society. And if you have not heard his Firefly audio dramas or the Sonic Society, listen to Jack Ward, Alexa Chipman, and Cerisa. Alexa is also a novelist. Read her books. David McIver is Verger, as David Rocks, and Jack Ward is Mendez. Tanya Milosevic as Albinia. And Tanya just simply rocks this episode. Oh, it's heart-wrenching. Lothar Duffin again joins the cast as Otello. Glenn Sheets as Lucius. Thank you, Glenn. From the Planet of the Apes Yahoo. And Gareth Preston, my buddy over at Westlake Films, maker of great movies as well as some really awesome audio dramas, rocks it as Zayas. And my fellow Steeler fan and amigo and mixer of Skate Pod, Matt Weller as Mute Guard Number One and his own blog, which rocks. You rock, Matt! And this year is Steelers Year. And I would also like to add Tim Gillick as Mute Guard Number Two and Tim Gillick of Circus 13 Productions. Who rumor has it has more audio drama on the way. Go, Tim! And Gorillas! In this night's episode, were Bill Holwick, Tim Jester, Carriers, Brian Botticchio, the rock and music man, also voice actor, all as the Gorilla Army in Ape City, and Stevie Farnaby as the Gorilla Sergeant. You rock, Stevie. Woo! And did I also mention that Lothar has stepped into the role of Ursus? Hope you enjoyed the show. This is Bill Holwick live in West Texas. And did I mention Glenn Sheets also wrote tonight's lesson from the lawgiver from the Planet of the Apes Yahoo group. 
check it out, get your Simeon on. And to all who have followed my foray into the realm of Simeons, I thank you. Good night, and again, this has been Bill Holwig, and thank you for listening. This has been a Broken Sea Audio production. www.brokensea.com Did I also mention Lothar mixed Mike McCarthy's Planet of the Apes UK? If I didn't, listen to the trailers afterwards and then listen to the show. <laughs> you rock, Lothar. As do all who love Simians. In 1963, Pierre Boulle's book, La Planète des Sanges, known in English as Planet of the Apes, was published. In 1968, 20th Century Fox released Planet of the Apes as a major motion picture, creating a worldwide sensation that continues to this day. In 1975, Mike McCarthy, Tom McCabe, Michael A. Caulfield, and Bill Kenwright brought Planet of the Apes to stages in the United Kingdom. The history and script of which was preserved by Rich Handley of Hasline Books, Simeon Scrolls Magazine, and the Planet of the Apes Wikia site. In 2013, Broken Sea Audio, in arrangement with playwright Mike McCarthy, brings you the official audio drama adaptation of the UK stage production of Planet of the Apes. Don't move, human. Okay, okay, my hands are up. Silence, beast! Human, what do you want here? We are friends. We come in peace. Come in peace, me. We shall soon see about that. Put them in a cage. Yes, sir! Move, beast! What? But we came in peace. In the cage. Human... Broken Sea Audio. Hello, this is Alan Tudyk. And this is Nathan Fillion. Saying hello to the Sonic Society. If you're not listening to the Sonic Society, what are you doing? You're dead like wash. That's what. Ain't timber. Because timber's still in serenity. I buried him there. What do you mean, you buried him? I pulled this gun. And I put a hole in his head. Sarge? You didn't bury me. Atlanta Manx, prepare to be boarded. Things check out. We won't be staying long. Boys? Oh! Greetings, traveler. I am Initiative the Tenth Order, Lamangelo. Now move, Shepard. I don't know how long we have before things start going all to hell. I am afraid, Captain. It is far too late for that. Look who I've discovered. Hi. Would you please stop shooting at us? Well, that didn't work. Anyone else have a plan? Now, it don't need to go this way. I ain't been right more times than I've been alive. But I aim to do right a fraction more when it counts. Continuing Firefly, Old Wounds. 
Since March 2007, one online audio production group has pushed the boundaries. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Maudlin. It's Sounding Board. Audio drama with lumpy bits. You have been listening to Jake Sanson. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents... My name is Feedback, and these are my stories. Last time on Gaia's Voyages. This is the Broken Sea Audio production of Escape from New York. OTR Swagcast. Doctor Who. Starring Mark Kalita as the Doctor. BrokenSea.com. New audio every Thursday. Capricorn 15s, Year of the City, 2274. Carousel begins. Runner, stop! A friend of mine went on carousel tonight. Now he's gone. Logan 5, approach and identify. Well, is this the sanctuary you were so desperate to find? I hope you're satisfied. Logan's Run by Broken Sea Audio. Based on the 1976 film, this audio dramatization of the classic novel by William F. Nolan and George Clayton Johnson brings to life this terrifying tale of a dystopic future in a whole new way. Only at brokensea.com. Without and within, the world was dying. The brazen base races of man gave birth to ages where greed for gain and violence flourished, where honor and nobility were profaned, where lies and unrestrained consumption were made sacred. Scars covered the mother of thunder. What once was wild was now tamed and sickened. The light of the unconquered sun turned bloated and red, and its blood flowed freely. And mankind continued to hasten its own death. Amidst the obsidian towers, poor-haunted wastelands, and shadowed tombs of this aged world, those who looked behind the tattered sorrows woke to the sounds of steel on steel, and knew now was the time when mankind would either fall to its own insignificance or become as them beyond the boundaries of dualities, freed from the shackles of their baseness and their forgotten nobility. Without and within, the world was dying, and among the daughters, crimson things began to move. What do you want from me, Lorak? Just a sorcerer. 
Nothing more. I'm a bone master. What part of necromancer confuses you? Axelrak, what the hell are those? Blood silks. There are as many of them as all the people you've killed in your life. This isn't good. I think a finger bone will do very nicely here. Don't try talking to me, you evil demon spawn. I'm protected by the Harbingers. No one said death was fair. The storm might be a problem, though. The storm? Yes, there are things in the storm, but it might cover our tracks as well. It is a ghost storm, isn't it? Horrible gods and the sorrows I... Some of us see opportunity in what is forbidden. The tattered sorrows weep here. Only those belonging to the crimson tatters can pass. Before we fall, we'll make them terrified of us. You sound like you have a plan. Tell me you have a plan. You said you hoped I'm as good as they say I am. Well, here's where you find out. Ha! Broken Sea Audio presents The Sword of the Crimson Tatters, an original sword and sorcery audio drama created and produced by Lothar Tuppen. Only at BrokenSea.com. Kaboom, kaboom. Brothers, kaboom. Oh, bo, 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 bo. Carriers, you rock.